Hey, hey, everyone, Darlene here, and thank you for joining us for another All That Is Empath podcast. I am thrilled to have with us today, Dr. Reverend Janine Marie Howry, who is a Reiki master, healer, and instructor, course creator, spiritual counselor and coach, hypnotist, (laughs) metaphysician, and a metaphysical minister. Thanks so much for being here, Janine. Thank you so much. It has been so fun so far. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and actually, I'm going to actually, I'm going to illuminate the audience that uh, Janine and I were here uh, doing the podcast for about 10 minutes when I suddenly realized I had not pressed record. (laughs) (laughs) So that was take one and we're here back again. Thank you for being so understanding, Janine. I really. Oh, thank you. You know what? This thought came to my mind, if you don't mind me kind of interjecting it. Yeah. Is that the one thing that I teach that people should not worry or be concerned about making a mistake in life. Because when we do a movie or create a movie or a film or a production, we call it a mistake and we do a retake. Yeah. And so I apply that to life. And it has been the most amazing guidance for myself because a mistake just becomes a little bit less worrisome when we know that we have a retake time or option. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Makes me feel a little better. <laughs> a little grace there for you today. <laughs> I appreciate it. Definitely. Uh, so I, I believe my first question for you, which um, I hate to have you repeat yourself, but I think it's very interesting and I, w- I would love everyone to hear, but I had asked you about um, being a metaphysical minister because I, I actually had never heard that term before. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about that and what that actually means? Being a metaphysical minister is Basically, I'm not affiliated with any denomination. Mm -hmm. And as I had told you before, I started off because I wanted a degree and actually an advanced degree in transpersonal psychology counseling. Mm -hmm. And that is basically a spiritual counseling. It's mind, body, spirit counseling. Mm -hmm. I liked the view of holism and looking at the whole person as opposed to a lot of my psychology degrees that just, you know, looks at human psychology. So I started off with a pilot program out of Stanford University called Institute of Transpersonal Psychology and began my doctoral work there. And I was kind of cut short because of life circumstances. And I ended up searching for a place to continue my degree. And I was at the time an ordained Christian minister And yet I felt like I really needed to expand myself. I really felt like I was contained too much, you know, between walls and I needed to go beyond whatever those walls and guidelines were for where I was at. So I sought out and I ended up at the University of Sedona and it's also the University of Metaphysics in Arizona. And I began with their bachelor's program, went through their master's and then the doctoral program and completed my dissertation. And uh, that was focused on um, conducting transpersonal psychology through dream interpretation. Wow. And yeah, I know it was heavy work, <laughs> heavy lifting. Yeah. But I loved it. I mean, I just loved it. 
And along with it, because the University of Metaphysics, University of Sedona, nice plug for them here. <laughs> they are a nonprofit university. It comes with an ordination. And since we're focusing on metaphysics, the ordination is a metaphysical ordination. So it's therefore non-denominational, has nothing to do with religion, you know, or, you know, church or anything organized like that. It's just spiritual and, of course, metaphysics, which is beyond the physical. That's so cool. So it is cool. <laughs> I especially love it because um, I know a lot of, in fact, my uncle's an ordained, uh, well, preacher. And, mm -hmm. you know, everything he believes fits in a box, you know, and anything mm -hmm. possibly, even if it, there's some scientific proof, he, he won't look at it. If it's not specifically something he's read in the Bible, he will dismiss it. And I love the idea of a metaphysical minister because you're open to um, all these extra ideas like the energy healing and everything that um, for some reason, and I really I can't for the life of me understand why, but a lot of uh, religious people think that there's something wrong with that. Like you're doing some kind of voodoo witchcraft, which is crazy, mm -hmm. but they, a lot of them look at it that way. Uh, have you, have you ever ran into that? Yeah, in fact, I was going to comment on that. I have run into that quite a bit. It's, you know, pulling away from one way of doing things and realizing that the interpretations that we had of the Bible, you know, through Christianity just didn't go along with a lot of what I was studying and discovering. And so I had to be expansive. I felt like I was born expansive and that's a whole other explanation. <laughs> might get into that, I don't know. And, you know, I, I just feel like there's just a closed mindedness to the reality that there's so much more, even though we have documented proof yeah. that a lot of the interpretations of the Bible were incorrect, you know, as far as a lot of the way the churches interpret a lot of passages. Number one, that women should not speak in the church, which brought me to a place of reckoning because I am a woman. Yeah. And back in the day, I mean, I could not, I had to sneak to get into seminary. You did really? <laughs> yeah. A, a woman actually passed me a piece of paper in church and put it into my hand and said, this is where you can get your degree. This woman will put you through seminary. Wow. And I went through two years of theological study and seminary and got my first associate's degree completely paid because she wanted women to have a voice in the church. Wow. Lo and behold, I went far beyond that. Yeah. I don't know. But that's amazing that she gave you your start, basically, and, and, you know, you ran with it. And that's awesome. Yes. Had to leave the church. But yes. I didn't yes. realize that for some reason in my mind, like the, women not being allowed to do things like that is like early 1900s. You know, I don't I don't recognize it as being something in our recent past. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. Well, it's things are a lot more open now than they used to be. Yeah. Not everywhere. You know, I don't want to pick and choose denominations right now, but you know, we've come a long way, you know, as far as that is concerned, but not completely. And so, 
like I said, I felt like I needed to be more expansive because I am expansive. That's the way I receive spiritually and the way I think, the way I study. And um, so I had to remove myself from that environment and come into my own. And that meant a lot of times walking a path alone when people said, okay, energy healing and that type of thing is not of God, you know, or one time this was fun. I had a group of women that I was invited to a church to actually do a seminar. And it was like a, maybe a workshop and it was just a group of women. And what I was presenting was hypnosis, you know, and I had everybody relax and we went into hypnosis and later on, it was met with so much criticism. It was like hypnosis is not of God. Hypnosis is, you know, of Satan and all of these things. And the thing is, is hypnosis reprograms and helps reprogram the mind. And one of the things that the Bible says is that we should reprogram the mind daily. You know, we should reset our mind. So yeah, there are a lot of drawbacks and becoming a Reiki master has had its, had its difficulties over time. But I have noticed since Reiki is worldwide and Reiki has come a long way, energy healing has come a long way. And it was back in, I guess the early 2000s to 2004, I began with a form of energy healing prior to traditional Reiki, which was called Shambhala. And I learned that from a man in Holland. And um, that's like a shamanic thing? uh, No, it's, you know, actually it's very much like traditional Reiki, only um, back then the symbols, I don't know what it is now, but there were like 350 some odd symbols, but it was very expansive, very enlightening time for me, very healing time for me. I bet. And um, I came to realize that there is a world out there of people who are very open and very ready to accept what we call awakening. Yes. Now, a lot of us born awake, you know, we see more, we hear more, we understand more. We're here to present more. It's a gift to be able to do that. And so, you know, when I saw that your work is concerning empaths, Mm -hmm. I was so intrigued because the being an empath in this world is not an easy thing to do. It's not. It's hard to navigate and um, learning to navigate those senses, you know, the ability or to see, feel, hear, and experience so much more than many others do. Mm-hmm. I mean, just walking in Home Depot is a challenge for me. Think about all that metal bouncing off with all the people, you know, and the energy. Yeah. And, you know, I came to realize that I needed a way to contain my energy or protect my energy when I go out into certain places so that I don't go into energy crisis mode, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, you're absolutely right. That's one of the biggest challenges for empaths. I, I know a lot of us, myself included, you know, tend to be a little bit of a recluse because it's, it's so draining to go out in public, you know, um, so much you absorb uh, and it can be overwhelming. And that's, that's what I try to help people with. 
Um, but I'm, I'm really fascinated with specifically how Reiki can help uh, empaths in, in a form of protection that you, you were talking about something about that. Right, correct. And Reiki is, it's more than just energy healing or, you know, bodily healing. Reiki can be that and definitely is that, but it has to do with the emotions. It helps us with so many different things in our life and protection is a real huge one and energy strengthening. And when it aligns the chakras automatically when we practice, it's a way of life. Huh. And so we work on being aligned daily, every single day. And I guess it's it based on the premise that we take each day as it comes. So every day, when my day opens up, it opens up with, I am doing my Reiki principles, I'm creating that protection. And so what happens is I align my energy centers, you know, the chakras, which are, I use the major seven, mm -hmm. and then also the eighth one on top of our head. And it's maybe, maybe about three um, feet above our head, the soul seed chakra. And that feeds into our aura field. And I use the energy of Reiki and the principles and intent, which is everything, to create a bubble of protection around me. I put that intent around me and beyond me every single day, especially when I'm getting ready to go out into the world. Because you know, just being in traffic, we can be bombarded with so much negativity. Yeah. My hands are buzzing right now. <laughs> it's like you say Reiki and my hands just start, but <laughs> you're going to receive so much more through this <laughs> going into the computer, but you know, excuse me, teaching people how to have that in and of itself is so healing, so empowering because it puts us in a place of empowerment, not saying I am you know, bubbling myself up to the point where I'm separating myself from you out there, but I'm putting this protective energy bubble around me so that I can have the strength and endurance to break through the negativity. In other words, I'm more empowered to get through the negativity and face it. That's interesting. I, I read a book, um, I think it was uh i think it was in the empath survival guide by dr judith orloff i don't know if you're mm -hmm. with her, but um and she never mentions reiki but it sounds very similar but she does like a visualization practice um where you you just visualize it kind of like in a meditative state you visualize this you know whatever color or you know like a gold bubble or pink bubble or whatever that you visualize this bubble forming around you and you keep that bubble around you before you go out into the world. And then if you get overwhelmed while you're out in the world as well, you close your eyes again, go into that meditative state and just picture that bubble. And, and the visualization of the bubble is supposed to help. Do you think that that is in any way kind of um, what you're doing it, it, without being aware of the, of the way you're working the energy? Does that visualization actually help to actually create that energy bubble or is that what yeah, you Definitely. In fact, I've actually, I've studied some of the work of 
you know, Dr. Orloff, and I really appreciate 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 her easy very very much and we can create that energy protection any way we desire in fact i've done it through meditation as well so you can use meditation you can use reiki you can use intention i've even you know put a rubber band around my my wrist so that after i create that intent and for if for some reason I feel like it's kind of wearing off, even though it it probably isn't. But if I feel like I need a booster for me, I set my mind. It's like this is in my subconscious mind. All I have to do is kind of gently snap that. And for me, the intent through that rubber band says, okay, my protection is reinforced and I'm ready for any situation. That's super cool. Now, you actually teach um, Reiki to other individuals um, and help them become Reiki practitioners and masters. Is there any type of qualification that you need? Like, do you have to be an empath or is there something that you, that, that you, that's required for someone to learn it or can anybody learn it? Absolutely. Anybody can learn it. It is, you know, energy is everywhere. It is around us. It's within us. It's in every cell of our body. We could not live without it. Um, Just calling the modality Reiki is just a traditional thing. So when I teach, I teach the Reiki symbols to new students, but later on as they graduate, the symbols are just basically to reinforce intent. It helps give us actually that clairvoyance. We envision them and it helps exercise clairvoyance Mm -hmm. in our life. But later on, it's okay for my students, and I always tell them this, to just let go of the symbols and do your energy work because energy flows when the intent intent is there. So anyone, absolutely anyone can learn it. You need a Reiki master or you need an energy master to teach because, I mean, there is a proficiency that you really, really need to have. And it's good to have someone to relate to, you know, when you need someone to go to as well. I have found that over years, I've had students that have been students and friends, excuse me, for a really, really long time. So it's like we create this bond and it's just fantastic. I absolutely love it. That's amazing. I'm actually uh, very interested. You might hear from me later about (laughs) getting some (laughs) Reiki training is is that the same thing and just a different name as when when you hear people say pranic healing um well prana is basically breath and yes breath work is a healing modality a healing type as well and I like to bring prana or you know breath work into a lot of my practice so You know, you might find many people go to different Reiki masters to see which ones that they aspire to or feel like they're really connected to. And we find that we have our own kind of unique way of practicing. So I have a meditative type of um, thing that I do when I, you know, provide Reiki to myself and to others. And sometimes we do breath work. I do chakra aligning, of course. And you know, I offer crystal Reiki as well, huh. but 
you know, I, I've even had my clients come into my office and actually stand up. And I've noticed that I love to turn on music because music has a vibration and it's all about vibration and energy and intent. Mm -hmm. And I love to just balance my clients like I'm writing on a canvas or painting on a canvas with them standing up. Wow. And I found that it's so effective for those who can stand and you know be there for a period of time. And it just, it becomes as individual as you are. Wow, that's amazing. I, I definitely, I, I need to, not want to need to experience that one day. <laughs> oh. Amazing. The first time I felt the energy coming out of my fingertips, it just about pulled me over. I was like, really? I had this the whole time and I had no idea yeah, that I could absolutely. really do this. Yeah. I, I only briefly touched on it. Um, I, a book actually I read called uh, Pranic Healing and it walked you through several things um, that was a combination of things you did with your hands and uh, visualization. And there, they, they had at the very beginning, they had to do an exercise where just to prove to you the energy that you had in your hands. And it was so super cool because you don't really think about it. I mean, yes, I know we're all energy, but to actually feel it was kind of overwhelming, but you just rub your hands together kind of really fast. And then you hold them mm -hmm. apart and you start very slowly bringing them in and they actually almost repel each other. Like you can feel that, uh, almost like they're opposite ends of a magnet right that makes any sense like you can feel the energy there and it was really really super cool so I I definitely would like to take that further there's like a, a resistance in fact that's one of the exercises that I teach when oh. I teach any type of energy healing modality first of all you need to feel and understand that you produce energy you know it's everywhere and then, you know, applying it to your body, that resistance kind of, it works almost magnetized. It helps align the body and you can feel the warmth actually go through the chakra system when they're completely in alignment. And it's just amazing. The very first time I went to a Reiki master and had my first Reiki treatment myself, I thought nothing was happening. Uh -huh. And I was just very relaxed. It was very beautiful. It, you know, I was in a nice dark room with candles and she was very, you know, proficient and sweet and personable and it was great. And I loved it. And I thought, this is great. But then I got in my car and I just absolutely cried all the way home. Oh, wow. And I thought, what is happening? Why am I so emotional? And you go into what's called healing crisis and it's not, it's not as intense as it sounds. It's not like crisis. You're going to, you know, go to the ER or anything like yeah. that. It's just that healing starts to become really overwhelming and it starts to draw everything emotional because the emotional body affects our physical body and, you know, everything spiritual as well. And the emotions from the past, from all of the things that I've endured, started to really come up, and at least for a solid week. And yeah. I, I was like bowled over. I thought nothing happened, and yet yeah. everything happened. Yeah, that's super cool. Have you, have you ever experienced or have you yourself 
performed um, like a, a, a really big healing, like, you know, healing someone of, I don't know, burns or cancer or, or something like that. Um, like I, I read some really cool energy healing uh, stories in, in the book I, I mentioned, um, like, you know, one woman who got you know, burned really bad. And the mother was an energy healer and they didn't even go to the hospital. She literally ran her hands over the, the girl's burn, which, you know, was just, I mean, it wasn't all over her body. It was just like on her arm and, um, and literally right there on the spot, just healed the burn. Have you experienced anything like that? I actually, I have experienced some things like that. And, you know, the first thing we always do is we provide our medical disclaimer, you know, Reiki yeah. does not, or energy healing does not take the place of medical advice, but it accentuates medical procedures. But there are those specific times where we have to believe that miracles do happen and we do witness them and you can't practice something that has a healing intent over a period of time and not see miracles. And I had at one time, a woman came into my office to see me with her baby. And I think he was probably about one to one and a half years old. And he was born with one kidney that was smaller than the other. Oh, wow. And he was feeding through a feeding tube. So he never had the opportunity as a child to taste a lot of the really cool things that children, you know, like to taste. Yeah. And I mean, we all love to taste our food. I mean, it's a part of our human experience, but he had to be fed through a feeding tube and it was just so hard. And my heart just felt like I went out to her and I went out yeah. to him and, you know, so all of my emotion, all of my empathy, everything went into um, doing work on him. And so he had, come in with his mom uh, several times. And there was one time, and, and this is just a beautiful effect of practicing Reiki is it really bumps up our clairvoyance and the ability to see into the body and the energy systems of the body. Mm -hmm. And I could actually see this one particular time, this kidney, the one that was too small. And I saw a white spot there and I thought, okay, there's something very weird about that. So I expressed that to his mother because during my Reiki sessions, we're not quiet. We, we talk about what's going on on the inside. Okay. And so I saw this spot and she said, hmm, I'll have to bring that up to his doctor because I'm on the way to take him now. And so I thought, okay, well, great. You know, so I finished the session and she had called me and she said they did some scans on him and found that there was a white spot in his kidney and there was extra protein that was building up on that side, oh. you know, that particular kidney. So I thought, number one, that was a miracle because that was one of my first experiences that I actually saw into an organ. Wow. And so as time went by, his birthday came up and I believe it was his second birthday and the big thing was, you know, he wasn't going to be able to have a cake. And I advised her, get a cake anyway. You know, we had just done a session and um, they were going to have a little party 
on the weekend and I received a call from her after the session. And then, you know, it was, I think it was a Saturday, they were having the birthday party. And she said, you're not going to believe this. You're going to absolutely fall over. And I could feel the emotion coming oh up in her and the tears. And she said, she called him KK, you know, that was kind of short for his, his name. I believe it was Keanu or something like that. But um, she said he's eating cake and ice cream. Oh my God. And he's keeping it down. Oh. And I kid you not, it was just so hard not to cry. I just had oh. to cry. We were both crying. That's awesome. It was a miracle. And then I had the opportunity to send distance Reiki because we can do Reiki by distance to my own granddaughter because she was born with a Wilms tumor, which is cancer inside of the kidney. Mm -hmm. And by the time it was discovered, she had cancer in every part of her body, except oh. her brain. And she was only maybe about four or five months old. Oh God. Well, she's 15 years old now. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Yeah. And cancer free. Oh my God. Yeah. What a rewarding job. It is. I think job. that bringing healing to this world in any manner, emotional, physical, spiritual, yeah. all the way around is the biggest um, purpose that we can possibly have. Absolutely. I mean, every, I guess, season that we go through in this earth or on this earth and on the planet has its go through, but there's always a negativity that's there. And I believe that empaths are here by in droves mm -hmm. a lot of them not even realizing what their gift is and the gift is themselves yes and we're here to bring healing number one we need to heal ourselves because you can't heal anything without yourself exactly. but the way my guidance had shown me is the world turned on its axis and it was tipped and all of this negativity in humanity on the top side. And that's what was bending it to the side, almost like not being upright and standing upright. Huh. And then on the bottom of the earth in maybe more than just half, there were all of these beautiful awakened healing people, many of them waiting to discover that that's what their purpose is. Wow. And what I was being shown in this vision is the earth coming back into alignment and it was standing you know wow. straight up and, and not on on its axis so i believe we do have a purpose and healing i believe is the greatest purpose ever and love absolutely absolutely and lord knows the the world needs it probably right now more than ever before yes so yeah. Well, I want to ask you about your, um, I, I, vis I visited your website and I saw, you know, the, that you have like a subscription-based training for the Reiki. Can you tell me about that and how someone would get certified with you? Yes, I do. I'm in the process. I have Reiki number one, first degree, pretty much complete, although I'll be continuing on you know, adding to it over time, mm -hmm. but I use Patreon as a subscription. I okay. decided to do it because it just seemed, it kind of kept appearing to me 
and other people using it and you know to gain donations connected to mm -hmm. their youtube channels and i thought i wonder if i could just put my classes there and i can the way that it's organized so my classes are basically video and i have a space where i can upload any audio or you know extra audio or documents and i can also put text in there there's a place for people to talk and comment and me to comment back and connect and then when it comes the time to provide the attunements i do those by zoom huh. and because i like to connect with people yeah and it works perfectly fine to certify and and not be in person although i love having my clients in person i love teaching in person but this makes things a little bit more vast mm -hmm. so i've divided it between first and second degree and master healer certification and each comes with a certificate and so you just start with the teaching and the videos for the first degree reiki and it takes you through chakra balancing and it takes you through um, how to use reiki for yourself and maybe your friends at that point you're not really a practitioner you don't have the the visual of the reiki symbols as of then mm -hmm. but i download them through the attunement into the aura field of the the practitioner to be and it goes through your aura field aligns your chakras and you can then begin to practice reiki and then going into second degree, you receive visually the four major Reiki symbols, which basically are intent. And it helps you with physical healing, emotional healing, distance healing. And then there's a Reiki master symbol. And then going on to becoming a Reiki master healer, you receive a little bit more extensive training about how to place your hands for certain diseases and oh, wow. um, a lot about um, the medical things, you know, about the anatomy of the body and how to use it for the endocrine system or, you know, whatever place in the body your client wow. might have an issue. And about how long do you, would you say it would take for someone to, you know, start off at the, the first step there? Um, what do you, you call that, the, the first degree? Yes. Um, actually, it's not very long at all to go through the study. I go through a lot of the history because I like my students to know where it comes from mm -hmm. and a lot of the tradition because it's over thousands of years. Wow. It actually started before Dr. Yusui created the Reiki system. It's a, a Tibetan kind of uh, mm. you know, tradition that began even before that. But I like to know, I like my students to know a lot of that history and go through feeling energy, sensing energy, but you can go at your own pace. And then after the attunement, what I do recommend is not to zip right into Reiki number two or second degree, but to practice with the energy and get really familiar with your own energy style, because we all have our own way of you know, bringing the energy in on our own little things that we find that pop up, you know, clairvoyance, or, you know, the opportunity to discover what spiritual gifts are, you know, manifest and, and that you always have had, but they begin to blossom and whatever spiritual connections. 
And then, you know, maybe over a little bit of time, then I recommend, yes, go on to Reiki number two. And that's another level within Patreon. And all of the information will be there. And that's when you receive, you know, your Reiki system, um, the, the symbols and everything. So it's, it's really different for every person. I just don't recommend going, zipping all the way through every okay. level because you miss so much a part of your life path when you do that. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so you have to get a lot of practice in it to really move on to the next level of knowledge. Yeah, yes, you do. You really should. Because um, everything in life is a journey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even getting through the day in our life is a journey. We discover things everywhere that we go, as yeah. long as we're aware. And Reiki teaches you to become aware, to become focused. It takes that sensitivity and it brings it to a point where we bring it into a, more of a focus. And practicing that is a journey. For me, it's a way of life. It's not just a healing modality, but it is a way of being and a way of life. And through taking it slow, we learn every single step of the way. Every step has its kind of lotus flower, as you, yeah. <laughs> if you will, to blossom. And I've learned so much about who I am, just taking that journey very slowly. Wow. And that's what I recommend to my students. Just be who you are and you will know when you're ready for the next degree. That is awesome. Now there are different, um, and I've learned this from you um, just in our little introductory email that there are different Reiki modalities. Um, and now, and I don't remember what they were all called, but you, you mentioned like four or five different types. Do you teach like all of these or is there one specific type that you're focused on? How does that work? There are several types. In fact, many types of energy healing modalities. Um, aside from just Yusui Reiki, I have gone into crystal Reiki as well. I use the energy of crystals to align with the chakras and that facilitates healing just through the vibration. But there's also Kundalini Reiki, which I'm also certified in. And that works with the energy at the base of the spine, the root chakra, and all the way up through the chakras of the spine and all the way up you know, with the energy of the spine in order to align everything of the body. It's completely healing and so healing to have your spine aligned. In fact, yogis will always tell you that you're as young as your spine is flexible. And when you have energy flowing from your root chakra all the way up through your spine and out through the top of your head, it tends to cause your spine to go through curving motions and what I noticed when I first started with Kundalini Yogi, Yogi, not Yogi, but Reiki is that um, my spine would crack, you know, like make those little crack noises Yeah. because it makes me arch. It'll tend to make a person arch and make a bridge wow. and it opens up all of the channel up and down the spine. 
And if you think of how the spine is constructed, it's not only energy, but you have, you know, the nerves and everything that connects mm -hmm. within the spinal cord. And it just, it's an amazing feeling. It almost makes a person feel free, just completely free. And I felt a little bit more at ease in my own body after practicing that. But wow. yes, I do teach that as well. And then there's Shambhala, which I mentioned before. Yeah. And it's just a form of energy healing. Um, Chios is a little bit more focused on inside the body and the medical aspect of the physical body. And it teaches a little bit more about how to focus on certain diseases and illnesses such as cancer, leukemia, and you know things of the endocrine system, the heart, you know, it goes through all the organs. So, you know, I felt like I just needed a vast, almost like a medical degree <laughs> with energy healing because I was just so fascinated. But there are so many others that go beyond the ones that I have been certified in and just looking them up just Google them and so many different ones will come up for you. And yeah. I think it's amazing and it's all energy. It's all healing and it all has its purpose. Probably all very similar. Yeah. yeah. A, a lot of them are very similar, similar energy is basically energy. Yeah. And so that's why I recommend when my students start with a traditional Reiki they learn how to wean themselves off focus of the symbols and just practice just with the energy itself because the energy is number one, very intuitive. It knows where to go. And then the other is learning how to be intuitive with your body and another person's body and go to the places where they're having an ailment or an issue with intent. And those things together can bring tremendous, not only relaxation, but healing. That's amazing. I want to ask you, um, the, I was fascinated when you mentioned the, the Kundalini, I believe. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. You okay. can say it. <laughs> that one that, that works with the, the spine, um, because I have so many uh, back problems. I have arthritis and degenerative disc disease and most recently, last April, I had emergency surgery because I had herniated discs in my neck that were compressing my spinal cord. So mm -hmm. now I have a fusion there in my neck, some metal in my neck. Um, so I'm curious if that type of energy healing would help with those types of, of physical problems. Definitely. Yeah, wow. I can say from experience, I have arthritis. Mm -hmm. at the base of my spine. And I actually have a disc that's out of line at the base of my spine. Mm -hmm. And I've been working with that for a period of time, maybe over the last couple of years. But when I had the Kundalini energy open in my body, it was pretty much spontaneous. I really didn't wow. know that that existed. It kind of came to me. And I guess that's for a purpose. Yeah. But the minute I started to feel that energy open up and my spine began to, you know, move in ways that it never could or did before, and even more so over time. And when you think about it, everything in life is about ease. When you're not at ease, you create disease right. and disease can be 
counteracted by being at ease. And so when you have energy going up and down your spine and you're creating that flexibility and you can even do Kundalini yoga and along with it, and that'll helps bring the spine into alignment as well. And it's definitely very therapeutic. That is awesome. Very, very fascinating. I'm going to have to look into that further. Yes. For sure. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, this has been amazing, uh, Janine. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this today. If my audience wants to find you online, I know you're at life lessons by Janine Marie.com. Yes. Um, and then you're also on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram and Patreon. Yes, correct. Awesome. Janine, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you everyone at home for tuning in and we will catch you next time on the All That Is Empath podcast. Take care. Thank you so much.